0: You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Muhammad. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking Rates and Lanes. Let's
1: move on down the audio road. Good evening, everyone. This is Rico Muhammad on the Rates and Lanes podcast. Coming to you live. From Anderson, South Carolina. Tonight we're going. To, We've got a very special guest that's going to be on with us. Uh, we're going to talk about how we should be marketing our CSA scores to try to uh, sell our services to get a better rate. So we have a some very, very knowledgeable guest and a member of the Less Truck team, Mr. Dale Howard, will be joining us tonight. But before we go to Dale. We're going to start things off like we normally do and jump right into the uh, USDA fruit and vegetable report for the week. This week's report is a little less colorful than reports previously. Still have a little bit of a shortage in a few key areas out there for for the reaper haulers and the uh, actually all three segments actually uh, benefit when produce season is in full swing because. I've seen onions being pulled on flatbeds. So flatbeds, dry vans, and reefers all get a little piece of the pie when it comes to uh, the produce season. But uh, this week we have uh, slight shortages in the Imperial Coachella Valley, California, slight shortage. We also have a shortage in the Imperial Valley for onions. The Kern District in California has a slight shortage butcher this one. The San Joaquin Valley, California, is a shortage. Florida and potatoes is showing a shortage, but the last report that I've heard from actual people pulling out of Florida was that the potatoes were just about gone in Florida. So that's a little um, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Eastern North Carolina is is showing a slight shortage for sweet potato movement. Southern New Mexico, this is the first report. They are showing a shortage. And it is still booming really hard and heavy down in the uh, lower Rio Grande and Mexico crossing through Texas. It's showing a real shortage. So there's still some good money to be had out there on produce. Uh, Everything is going to be jumping pretty hard and heavy. All the way through the end of this month, I believe, and it it'll start to tinker off a little bit, but switching gears and jumping over to the d a t trend lines report for this week, big headlines on the d a t trend lines report this week says tra- uh truck freight rates soar in early June says the van and reefer rates soared six cents last week, flatbed rates added eight cents as June began with a boom and load availability. And some of this can be attributed to the CSA crackdown because a lot of people, for whatever the reason, we're going to go into this a little bit later on with our guest tonight, decided that they just wanted to shut down. They didn't want the hassle of dealing with having to go through an inspection capacity really, really tight, and there was some good, good rates to be had last week. So hopefully... Everybody took a little bit of advantage of that. If you did run, if you didn't run, then, you know, maybe you could get, be able to get out here early this week and try to pick up a little bit of a, little bit of the residue. So we'll jump really quickly into the um, van report. The van to load, the, the, the load to van truck ratio availability increased 39%, rebounding with a vengeance. In the first full week after Memorial Day, capacity dropped 11%, and the national load-to-truck ratio per van soared 56%, from 3.1 to an extraordinary 4.8 loads per truck. So van rates really, really jumped back up, had a weekly ratio rise of 27%. Flatbed load availability surged 29% after declining only 13% in the Memorial Day holiday week. Capacity was mostly unchanged, resulting in 27% increase, and in the load-to-truck ratio from 39.9% to a high 50.9 loads per truck. So flatbed is really, really knocking the cover off the ball. As far as demand for reefers, reefers skyrocketed this uh, past week, 51%. Load availability surged 43%, and capacity contra- contracted by 4.9%. A 25% increase in all load board activity was the result in the first week following Memorial Day. Market pressure was also reflected in the load-to-truck ratio, which soared 51% from 8.1 to 12.3. So it was some really good rates and everything to be had with the reefer market. Jumping into the rates really quickly for the drive van around the country. Up in the northeast, they're showing an average in the Philadelphia area up there. in the further northeast is a dollar seventy eight for drive vans. Atlanta market is showing which Southeast is showing a two dollars and thirty cents on drive vans. Chicago market average rate is two dollars and eight cents per mile. Dallas was showing two oh two, and Los Angeles was showing two point three. These were all the average regions of the country for dry van freight. For flatbeds, flatbeds, the rate in the Northeast was three. The average rate was three dollars and seventy-three cents. In Atlanta, the southeastern market was two dollars and eighty-four cents. Midwest, three dollars and twenty-five cents on flatbed is the was the average national rate, and South Central Texas area two dollars and eighty six cents, and out west two dollars and eleven cents. And for reefers in the Northeast, the average rate national average rate was two dollars and fourteen cents. Southeast, the national average reefer rate was two dollars and fifty seven cents. Midwest was two seventy six. South Central two twenty eight, and out west two fifty one. So that is the wrap-up as far as the fruit and vegetable report and the DAT trend lines report. With that said, we'll put that stuff to bed and we'll go right over to our special guest for the evening, which is Mr. Dale Howard. Now, Dale had a 23-year career in law enforcement with the last seven years of his law enforcement career being in commercial vehicle enforcement. So, Dale was a uh, CVSA instructor for various law enforcement agencies and has conducted hundreds of roadside inspections and carrier compliance audits. Dale is an expert witness in court for hours of service violations and retired undefeated. Dale has had a CDL for 35 years and has driven part-time and full-time over that period of uh, over that period of time and received a one million mile accident free miles award from bison transportation. Dale currently drives for traffic all the refrigerated freight between Canada and the U.S. He has an unequal perspective from both sides of the fence. So he's not going to just give you one-handed uh, a perspective of what's going on. And for those of us who had the opportunity to go to the CMC and go through a, uh inspection with Dale, you know, Dale's a great guy. He'll take all the time in the world with you to explain to you what's going on. So with no further ado, let's welcome Mr. Dale Howard to the Racing Lane Podcast. Dale, are you there?
0: I am. Thank you so very much, Rico. It's a uh, pleasure to be on with you today.
1: Pleasure was all mine. I'm glad to have you on if I would have been thinking and, and had my scheduling down a little bit better. We probably should have done this last week, but the the, the storm is cleared. The sun did rise. CSA uh, crackdown is over with. I, I don't know if, uh, I know that there's probably not any numbers out for us to discuss at this current time, but let's get into about how we need to be looking at CSA and how we can actually use that to our benefit to help us increase our uh, rates which, when we're negotiating.
0: Absolutely. You know, uh, Carriers and shippers and brokers are all taking a real hard look at uh, individual owner operators, CSA scores. Uh, C.H. Robinson got spanked really hard in a lawsuit uh, for uh, just over $6 million for uh, using a carrier that uh, they, uh, they should not have used. The information's out there, so we're all under the microscope. Uh, There's a small trucking company in Central Point, Oregon, that was spanked for uh, just over $3 million for using uh, an individual owner-operator that uh, they shouldn't have used, who was involved in an accident. So if you're squeaky clean, this is a marketable uh, area that uh, I think we're leaving money on the table. Brokers want to work with people that are going to get their freight there on time, damage-free, and uh, accident-free. The, uh, you know, it's so easy. Uh, as an independent owner-operator, you know, one truck, one trailer, uh, it's it's very easy to, to stay in compliance. You stay on top of your equipment, do a pre-trip every day, and I know I'm probably as guilty as the next guy for, uh, you know, taking shortcuts, but you really, as a one horse operator, really have a vested interest in compliance because if you're squeaky clean, when you're dealing on a load, there's two or three of you fighting over that freight. If you're squeaky clean and the other two are questionable, who are they going to give the load to? They don't want to assume the risk or the liability. There's a lawyer starving to death on every street corner. And we can take advantage of that to our, uh, you know, to our advantage. You look at the uh, right. hoopla that uh, Maxim has got themselves in with the uh, law firm portraying truck drivers in that such positive light. You know, it's uh, if you're squeaky clean, you can demand a higher rate. And I think if you know if you're building those relationships with brokers and with shippers. You know, if you've got an electronic brochure or a website, post your CSA score. Um, I go out and I go out of my way to find an inspection every quarter. So I've got a fresh decal on my truck. And if you pass a level one inspection and get a deckle, that's your get out of jail free card for three months. While everybody else is being pulled around back... You get the nod and hopefully you wave back with all your fingers and back out onto the highway you go. It's uh you know, and last week for if there's anybody on the on the line right now that shut down, shame on you. I I went to California and back. I saw nothing in Montana, nothing in Idaho. Utah was working the very southern end of the state, nothing in Nevada. California was business as usual. Never got bothered the whole trip. So you just sat at home for nothing.
1: Yeah, and, and contrary similar situation. Similar situation with me. I, I didn't. Um, I shut down on Thursday. I, I got home on Thursday, but uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, and I shut down on Thursday morning. I didn't see anything. Uh, I, I went across one scale. I got, I got pulled in on one scale. I got a red light on my pre-pass, uh, went across the scale. And uh, after I went across, weighed and uh, rolled across the scales, everything was fine. And that was it. No problem.
0: You know, and, and exactly. And, and the key to avoiding inspections and not getting picked on and I hope everybody can detect the sarcasm as I'm making the air quotes on picked on don't look like a wounded gazelle if you look like a wounded gazelle somebody from law enforcement is going to come by and eat you if you do your pre-trip and you mind your p's and q's and you take a little bit of care and pride in your equipment there's enough fish out in the in the sea to take all of the heat off of you for a long time. Be squeaky clean, and when you're negotiating on those loads, you can point out, hey, my CSA score is a one-page, no violation found, report. You know, that's worth something. I'm going to get your freight there. That, that, That shows a customer a number of things. It shows them that you take compliance seriously, you take pride in your equipment, so that the DOT, and again, I'm going to make the air quotes, is not picking on and harassing you. You're going to get their freight delivered to them on time, and it's not going to be sitting in behind a scale house on an out-of-service order, and we're not sure when we're going to get it there. Right, and
1: I, and I think that in you're negotiating, I think that's going to be your end. But when negotiating, with when you're talking with brokers, what Dale just said, Hopefully you wrote that down. I think that's going to be your end to the conversation to lead into how, because some people may be saying, "Well, how in the world am I going to incorporate that into into the conversation or whatever?" And I think that the, the the best way to do that is what you just said, Dale. Is that look, you know, we have a we have a great safety record. We pride ourselves on service. In order for us to justify these rates that you know, that our rate is a little bit higher or whatever. But in order for us to justify that, uh, you know, your freight is not going to be your, your customer's freight is not going to be sitting shut down uh, ten miles away from delivery because you know you got a screwed up CSA thing. You know, what I'm saying you got something that, that allows you to get deemed. Um, and, and the broker, while you're talking to you to the broker, he he, he has your uh, CSA scores and everything already pulled up when he's talking to you when he's asking your MC number. That's what he's doing. He's checking your insurance. He's checking to see how, uh, you know, checking your liability and everything. So he's he's looking to see whether or not he can load you or not as he's talking to you on the telephone. So that's a a good way that you can weave that into your conversation. Go ahead, Dale. I'm sorry.
0: Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, all we can sell is a service. And and what sets Dale Howard apart from Rico and Muhammad? You know, what? we both got trucks, you know, we both haul freight, you know, what, what sets me apart from my competition? Right. Well, I am squeaky clean and you know, I run a ship shape, sharp looking operation. I deliver your freight on time, damage free, and this is my rate. And you know what? Use that to your advantage when you're negotiating for insurance. You know, if if they pull your PSP score, and every insurance company does that, and they pull your carrier profile, your your run your DOT number and pull your CSA score, if it reads like War and Peace and they have to load more paper in the printer, what do you think the odds are that you're getting the load or you're gonna get a deal on anything? We had one carrier, he was probably you know, he'd be a small carrier on the grand scheme of things. They had roughly 100 trucks on the road, and they got 12 loads a week out of Laredo, Texas, back into Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Not exactly the freight hub of the world. So this carrier did very well and got 12 loads a week. He had two drivers that managed to amass enough points on his carrier profile that his customer phoned him up and said, you know what? We've been doing business for a long time together, but I just can't afford to use you anymore. Your score is just too high. So now you've got 12 loads a week coming into this area. Now you've got to fight with everybody else to get 12 loads out. And you've already been identified as a potential problem. You know, don't think brokers don't talk to each other. It's, you don't ever want to find yourself on that slippery slope.
1: Right. And I, and I think that, um, for anybody that's on hold right now, we got one question in queue, but anybody that's on the line that has any kind of question or anything like that, for Dale or myself, uh, just hit number one. That'll put you in queue. That'll let us know that, uh, you know, to get ready to come to you when we get ready to start taking questions. Um, and I I don't want to get lost in the conversation. I know that some people may say, well, you know, um, there's a big debate over using the electronic logging devices, the, you know, the ELDs or whatever, because, uh, you know, we just like the freedom to be able to do what we want, how we want. But what are the pros and cons that you see? And, and we know that it's not actually been mandated quite yet, and I know that it's a, a good ways off. But what's what's your view on that, real quick, Dan?
0: Well, yet is the key word. Um, you know, the FMCSA has finally got the genie back in the bottle as far as hours of service going. So we're delusional if they think if we think that they're going to open Pandora's box and let the genie out of the bottle and start tweaking hours of service again. You know, there was there was deals made and you know various trade-offs with the public safety advocates and the big carriers are pushing for electronic logging devices because it saves them a pile of money Um, they can eliminate a ton of back-office jobs of people scrutinizing log sheets if you go to electronic logs Um, I haul produce and uh, last week was my first week on electronic logs and you know, I managed to do three picks on time. I managed to, uh, deliver that on time. Uh, the sun came up every day. Uh, you know, the earth didn't fall off its axis.
2: Um,
0: you know, am I a big fan of them when I was on the enforcement side? I really was. Cause you didn't have to look. And, and I know right. it really infuriates Elida every time a guy pulls in with ELDs. And, uh, well, I had a paper check in Idaho on my way home, and uh, I kind of joked with the officer. I says, "Geez, I'm on electronic logs. Come on out! I'm dying to show this off." He says, "Oh no, we don't even look at that." Well, come on, humor me. Come out, come out and have a look. Well, no, he uh, he wasn't even interested. So that just uh, you know that just makes it so much easier in a compliance audit or, or in a roadside stop that uh if you uh if you are running electronic logs you know 99 of the time they just wave you through i never told a story in a log book anyway because the chief said if i ever get charged for an hour as a service violation i had to get my pension back so i wasn't about to do that so you know what i ran squeaky clean and i know it can't be done but you know i managed to pull it off so it's really not the end of the world you know I personally don't want them stuffed. You know, I think it should be a choice. But uh they are coming, so if uh, if you tend to run a little on the creative on the creative side, you may want to rethink that. And uh my guess is two years we're going to be stuck with them like it or not.
1: Right. So I I think that this is, you know, tying it all together. We need to be making sure when we're negotiating on particular loads and everything that we're taking all this into consideration, that we're asking uh, the brokers and everything about load times and unload times, and and we need to, you know, a precedent has already been set in the industry with Martin Transportation. I mean, uh, uh, two years ago I thought that they were, you know, was really kind of setting the bar when they released their detention policy after two hours. You know, they want to start paying their, paying their drivers, and they started firing customers. And they stepped it up even more so this year by going to the one-hour policy, which I, I think is great because it it, it shows if, if a big carrier is doing it, then, you know, and, and I had a conversation with a broker earlier this week um, about the tension. Um, you know, if you ever picked up chicken, if you ever picked up fresh chicken, the chicken plants are notorious for uh, – our uh, historical wait times. I, I, when I first started pulling reef, I, I got to uh, a place to pick up some fresh chicken once, and this is, this is the, my hand to the sky. I tell you, I was there for 14 hours to get a load because I didn't, you know, I didn't understand and didn't get paid attention on it because I didn't understand, uh, you know, at the time I didn't understand what was going on or how all this stuff worked. I, I just thought that, you know, if you're there with that load, and you know people were just going to do right by you. What well, was I in for education? <laughs> 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 but the broker that I was having a conversation with earlier, he was like, you know, and I was telling him, I said, look, my detention policy after two hours is 100 bucks an hour. And he was like, well, well can't? How, how can you get away with that? I said, what do you mean, how do I get away with it? I was, it's, it's, it's my truck. It's my service. I set my rate. And he said to me, did you, you, you get loaded? I said, yeah, I get loaded. He said, well, he wanted to give me the load. He said, well, uh, can you work with me in there? I said, I'll tell you what. This is what a, this is how I'll work with you. I'll give you four hours. You can decide whichever way however you want to do with those four hours. You can use them all on the, on the loading side, or you can use them all on the unloading side. But you got four hours, and after that, it's $100 an hour. So if I'm at the, I'm at the pickup and I'm there for more than four hours, and we get to the delivery side, and I'm there more than an hour, you know, you you don't have no grace period anymore. You got four, so I'll give you two on the front, two on the back, or you can have all four of them and choose how you want to do it. (laughs) So that's the way I've been kind of packaging my little deal. Uh, But I think that we definitely have to start running a tighter shift and making sure that we are not cutting off our noses, despite our faces, when it comes to negotiating uh, freight rate so that we can stay legal and also stay profitable at the same
0: time exactly and you know what the oh, uh, b- before we jump to a call you know that that leads okay. into uh um you know the electronic logs love them or hate them it's uh you know that's a timestamp when you when you arrive at the customer you hit the screen and uh, you've arrived at the uh, consignee or the shipper that that's time stamped there's there's no argument I I got there the appointment was for for 3 p.m I got there at 230 p.m so there's no argument I met your deadline now I didn't get unloaded till 9 p.m you know you can see when I left the property here's what I'm billing right. and this it's It's all there, right, and you know you can use you can use the electronic log to your advantage. Uh, I've done that at produce even before I had electronic logs, you know it's uh it looked like it was going to be an epic load. I just walk into the office and uh, hey uh, Dale Howard here with traffics, just checking in again, uh, I just wondered where I am on the list. Uh, you know well, geez, you know we can't really say for sure. Oh, okay. Well, no worries. Uh, There's no problem sleeping here, is there? Because, you know, I'm on those damn electronic logs, and uh, I'm out of hours in two hours. So, uh, you know, as long as there's no problem with me sleeping here, uh, you know, I'm good to go. Well, miraculously, 10 minutes later, uh, back into door 17.
1: (laughs) Funny how that works.
0: You know, while I was on the job for 23 years, nobody paid me to fight fair. They just paid me to win, so I have brought that over onto the trucking side. So, yeah, let's go ahead and take some calls.
1: All right. Let's see here. We got a caller from the 951 area code. Caller, what's your name and what's your question? How can we help?
3: Hi, Rico. Um, Yeah, this is Donna. My question is, um, I I haven't had my authority for very long, just a couple of months, and, and I'm doing okay getting loads, but um, I'll give you an example. I'm going to finish up in Baltimore on uh, on Friday, um, and, and my first question about that is, you know, it's hard for me to be patient and not find and book a load. But would you recommend that I start out, especially on a Friday, by by posting my load, or oh, excuse me, posting my truck as opposed to going ahead and looking for something and booking a load? And my second question on top of that is, where? Where can I get information that says what lanes are paying coming out of Baltimore, or, or is that information that I can get?
1: Sure it is. Uh, what you can do, Donna, is, uh, first of all, to your first, for your first question, as soon as you know that you're going to be in Baltimore, go ahead and post your truck for the day that you're going to be available. Uh, Do you have an appointment time? If if you if you have an appointment time on your unloaded, you kind of have an idea when you may be empty or whatever. But go ahead and post your truck, and that way get people calling you because the more people call you, it puts you in a better position as far as negotiating. You know they're they're seeking your services. It's not you you're not seeking their load. You know it kind of it turns the tables, so it puts you in a better position to, uh, you know a little bit of strong position to negotiate. So you know, you don't you don't have to be as uh, flexible. So you you know, and that's and that's a really good way also to start gauging the market, because if you're a couple of days out and you start getting phone calls a couple of days out, then you know that that market is really really hot. Or it could be so hot that they don't even have time to call you until the day that the truck is posted. I've seen it go both ways. So don't don't panic if you don't get any phone calls. And a lot of times, uh, when you post your truck, you won't start to really seeing uh, activity pick up if it's kind of, uh, you know, if it's if it's say if you're in a uh, four to one ratio or something like that. The calls will really start to pick up after lunchtime because then the appointment times are starting to get close, and they uh and so they so the brokers will start to get a little bit more antsy, and they got to get that low booked and covered. So after lunchtime, it'll really pick up. Okay. That, now, that's kind of what as, I was
3: thinking,
1: you know. Yeah, and now, now as far as being able to how to find this information, DAT, the, the trend lines is a free uh, tool that DAT uh, allows anyone to get. You can just go to DAT website and sign up for the DAT uh, trend line Why have a, DAT. A Okay, with well, a little report that I put out, you can go on there and try it out. Now, um, another good thing to do is to try to uh, call your representative at DAT or try if you want to try something different, call the representatives over at Internet Truck Stop or any of the uh, – I think DAT and Internet Truck Stop are, are pretty much the two top premium. Low board to have, uh, in my opinion, I could okay. be wrong. If, if, if there's someone else out there that has something well, a, a lot more tools between uh, on a website uh, as far as the low board is concerned, please let me know about it because I like I love to check it out. But if you want to just get a different a different flavor, you might want to try Internet so stop and say, hey, I want to um, try the top tier level service that you guys have and see if, the, if they used to give out free trials you know, give you a seven day trial or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Take advantage of that free trial, that way it gives you opportunity to, you know, uh, uh, get someone, make sure that before you know you get get started, get someone to walk you through everything, all the features on the website, so on and so forth. And it allows you to know how to use it for that for that free one week uh, trial period. Now you may not you may not decide to you may decide to keep it, you may not decide to keep it, you know what I'm saying? It just depends upon whether you like it or not, but at least at that time take advantage of that, of, of that free trial period that you got to utilize all of those tools to start gathering all of the information that you got questions about as far as race and remain and different things like that. Because they, they, they do have the availability to pull that information on their top tier levels of
4: service.
3: Okay. I so, just need to get a hold of somebody because, you know, they explained things in the beginning and now it's, a, you know, a couple months down the road and I'm like, well, I know that they've got this information here somewhere. I just can't find it.
1: Right. And get them, like I said, get them to, uh, don't just have them sign you up. Tell them that you want you want someone in technical support or whatever to walk you through all of the, you know, everything, all your features that you have available on that, on that website. So yeah. you know, take it, take full advantage of that. All right, all right. Uh, I appreciate so, your help. So does it answer your question? Does it take you everything? You got a question for Dale?
3: I'm sorry, what was that?
1: I said does, does it answer all your questions? Do you got anything for Dale? You got anything Um
3: well I I so I, I do have a question if if Dale's still on regarding that. Again, because I am new, um, I do need to get some inspections under my belt. Um And my question is, do you – okay, I I had an inspection last week, and they they found one thing wrong. Uh, It wasn't anything to put me out of service for, but they found one thing wrong, which I did fix. Uh, I fixed it right away, actually, and sent the paperwork in. When they find something wrong, how does that reflect – you know, I wasn't put out of service or anything – but they find one thing that, that I wasn't ticketed for. I just had to get it fixed. How does that show up on, on a, a CSA score?
0: Great great question. What, uh, what happens is uh, each violation is uh, assigned a point value. So, yeah, that will show up on your CSA score as, uh, oh, gosh, if it's a 12-point violation it's times three, so that gives you 48 points. And then they drop off in, depends on their severity, is how it uh, how they assign the points. But we'll say for the sake of argument, it gives you 48 points. Um, in six months, it drops down in, in severity. In a year, it drops down in severity. So the points drop off. What we want to do is uh, go out and, and start getting some positive inspections now and help, you know, offset that that one negative inspection you got.
5: Okay. Uh, I, can't,
0: I can't stress enough, we've got to be diligent on our pre-trip inspections. It's, uh, you know, like I say, there's a lawyer starving to death on every street corner. And, uh, you know, we don't want to give them any any cannon fodder to fire back at us in a civil lawsuit. Uh All that's required is we, we have to, or they have to prove 1% negligence. And so often this industry does all their homework for them and, uh, you know, provides all the information they need to successfully sue us. Um, it goes back to Kevin always stresses building relationships, you know, find a, uh, find a sheriff or, or, uh, You know, somebody in law enforcement that's blessed to do CBSA inspections build that relationship, and, uh, you know, every agency has a set amount of inspections that that officer has to do to stay blessed. Uh, My agency required I do 120 inspections a year. So, you know, I had a lot of people that just would phone me up and, uh, hey, I need an inspection, and, you know, the deal was you got an inspection, but... You know if there's any any violations, and you know, I'm not going to write you a ticket, but they are going on the form. So yeah. make sure you got all your ducks in a row. And uh, you know, I was more than happy to quote and uh, do an inspection for them. Go over, you know, what they need to do to stay out of trouble and off the radar.
3: Yeah, and I had actually. I mean, I, I really am pretty diligent because I have an older truck. I like to try to you know keep it clean, keep make sure all the lights. I mean, I you know I go through it real well. And I had just had it inspected. I just had a level one uh, about a month before, and I had also had my annual, and I guess it was some kind of a return valve uh, between the number two and number three axle air valve. And when he did something to it, it leaked, but it was holding air. So he didn't put me out of service because it held air. But whatever he could do It's just a require.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a require attention item that – you know, has to be dealt with, you know, and repair the yeah. trips in. So, yeah, okay. and you know, that is kind of one of the downsides with equipment. I mean, gosh, you know, stuff happens.
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, your input.
0: No All worries. Right, Thanks uh, for the call. Phone call.
1: Okay. All right, Dale, we got we got another one here. Uh, caller from the eight five nine. Caller, what's your name, and how can we help? Hey there,
6: Rico Bob, How you doing? What's going on, Chad? I didn't even
1: recognize your number, man.
6: Yeah, I was gonna say uh, you should recognize that number by now. You got a uh, <laughs> you got a great guest on the on the podcast today. Uh really, Who else is on doing? the line, Rico? Uh, I'm sorry.
0: He said there was a great guest on the line. I wondered who who you had in the wings waiting. <laughs>
6: Hey, uh, Dell Del helped me out this past winter a uh, couple of times. Uh, get through this uh, past uh, harsh winter. I had some questions for him, and i looked him up on Facebook and got his number and started asking him questions. Uh, yeah, Dell was a great person, and I also got to meet him for the first time at the CMC. And uh, I and Dell for uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, even though you gave me the confidence and said that uh, I don't look like a wounded gazelle and that I shouldn't have no problem with the. Uh, roadside blitz last week uh i still went ahead and sat at home those three days i didn't, didn't feel Aww. like uh, i had any <laughs> i didn't You're i didn't, I didn't want to be yeah i didn't want to be harassed I, did, I didn't have that feeling like uh i just know what it's like here recently i got this easy pass where i can where i can just bypass a lot of these scales i mean easy pass they looked up my safety rating they said that uh 95 percent of the time i'll be able to pass the scales I'm like, why didn't I do this so much sooner? Because it it, bought, it, I, it bothered me so much. Ever uh, used to bother me so much every time I'd come up on the scale. Like, is this going to be the day they arrest me? And we're talking about your safety score, giving, uh, uh, helping you uh, get better rates. Well, that that's so much true. I get told that all the time. I got a great safety score, and it gets me in the door to where some of these larger fleets they want to make you have to have two or three trucks before you can uh, pull their freight. But if they they'll look at your, I've seen this where they'll look at your safety score and they'll say, but you know, I think we can make a waiver for you because you're, you've got a really good safety score. You've uh, you've had ten inspections but no out of services, and uh, so uh, yeah, that uh, the safety score really helps out with uh, with that kind of stuff and getting you better rates. And they're already starting to look at it, and I think uh, in the future they're they're going to even look at that even more. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, the
0: pre-pass, you know, that brings up a, a, another great point, you know, use that as uh, you know, in your marketing brochure, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm on prepass, pass and uh, my, uh, my rate is a 95% bypass. You know, again, oh, it's,
6: That'd be it's another for marketable skill. Yeah. Yeah. For my website, I never did think about that. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That I'm able to use that. Um, uh, you got to talk about ELDs. I I was wanting to sit back and listen, but as you got to talk about ELDs, I'm like, I gotta I gotta make a comment on this and I'll jump off there. I want to hear what other people have to say as well. But uh ELDs, um uh yeah, the when it comes out, there is no doubt that that, that will increase rates. Uh, that has, I have I know uh, like say for this for the blitz that that uh for the blitz that just happened. Uh, and then Friday, when I went to go out, uh, Friday there was a lot of. Uh, I wasn't the only one, Dale, that uh, set out this uh, set out the blitz. Uh, just so uh, you know, uh, there was quite a few people. Oh, and, oh yeah. uh,
2: <laughs>
6: and if you look at the trend lines that 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 DAT just posted, and I put it on the Facebook group page right from our masters, uh, it shows last week the rates have shot up. And uh, and what shot, what shot? I think my opinion what shot the rates up. And I mentioned this before the blitz that this would increase rates. Is because uh, is because so many people will be taken off. But uh, but on Friday, I was talking to some brokers and I was asking them the question. I was looking for some writing material to put on the page, and uh, one broker mentioned that uh, he. I, I brought it to him. I'm like, did did the blitz uh, did, did the blitz hurt hurt him at all? And uh, he made the comment that uh, his his and I even wrote about this that uh, his um, a lot of his freight is very time sensitive. And, and they have to meet the appointment times. And so the way I was interpreting what he was telling me is that uh, uh, the the his loads have to be picked up. When his loads get picked up, they have to be delivered. Like if it's at 08, it has to be there at 08, maybe 15 minutes before or after. And he was having a lot of problems with his freight getting delivered on time, meaning that. It was already getting crunched, brakes were, were climbing, and he wasn't realizing it. And so he's waiting towards the end of the day before he's able to pull the plug and finally get someone to do the load. But when he finds someone to do it, they can't make the appointment time. They can't do it legally. And he said the reason why normally drivers would uh, would be able to go would go to the ship or would, go, would get real close enough and maybe uh, fudge their logs the last 15 minutes to make it there at 8, but uh, he said that he had a lot of drivers that were making sure that uh, that they were crossing their T's and dotting their eyes and they wouldn't—they didn't want to have nothing on their log that was uh, that was that that was illegal at all. They wanted to make sure that their log was 100% compliant. And uh, he said that he had a lot of people missing their appointment times because of that. And that's just one indicator that when ELDs come out, uh, there's going to be a lot of that. And the other thing the ELDs are going to do is, I think, I think it would. It's, I'm for it, you know, or not for it, but I'm I'm for the idea that it will increase rates. I know that will happen. But I think there's also a a huge safety risk because of that. What do you think, Bill?
0: Well, I think what's going to happen, and and please don't everybody hang up, but uh, (laughs) if you've got your own authority, you should be lobbying Congress to bring in ELDs because there is is a segment of this industry – that will stamp their feet and and take their trucks and go home. And that's going to be great because Absolutely. that is really going to tight, tighten capacity up and rates are going to go up. And, you know, face it, shippers and receivers have had a free ride for a long time. Uh, Rico touched on it earlier. Martin, and they're not the only ones doing this. Uh, the little light bulb is finally coming on. And, uh, you know, you don't have to work for these guys. And they are, you know, shippers and receivers are going to be held accountable. And, you know, you're not going to be able to sit at the dock for free. The clock is ticking. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, as much as I hate a mandate, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world for those of us that are here to make money.
6: I 100% agree. I, just what you said there. You know the detention part. I think it'll be a whole lot easier for, for to, to be able to to collect detention when that when it comes to about. I'm not like you, Dale. I'm not for the mandate. Uh, but but when it does come out, I do know that I you know the things that I start you know. Uh, being a part of rate from our masters and talking much there is because that, that's one of the things I like about being in the truck industry, having my own authority and being able to negotiate. It's like, I look forward to every day negotiating that and just think whenever ELDs come out and I get to negotiate that, uh, you know, and, uh, and all these people that are going to drop out and then, and, and the people that do like, I run legal uh, 100% of the time. I mean, there might be like a a little bit here and there, like, uh, you know, I mean, like, like just, Little stuff, little, very small, minute stuff. But uh, like from this truck stop over to that truck stop, and I had to go across the overpass. But I, you know, just because I want to take a shower at the CA instead of the pilot, you know. Look, but anyway, I'm one I, I would say I'm 100 percent legal. I mean, if you put an ELD in here, I'm 100 percent legal. And but but then when you also when when it comes mandated, where everybody has it, it puts it puts us all on the same level, field. We're all we're all uh, now now I, I, my competition can't outbeat me because. They're running illegal. We're, we're all running legal now, you know? And I think that gives me an advantage as well. Oh, sure. And
0: it's, you know, like I say, I haul produce, and I drive the fastest 59 miles an hour anybody's ever seen. And uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I managed to pull it off. And it's, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there about them. And really, at the end of the day, you probably gain by using them. You know, yes, you can no longer log off the speedometer, and I know a lot of people do that, but you know what? That ship has sailed. If you're involved in a fatal accident and and somebody's going to sue you because, you know, we'll we'll use the example. You're pulling a load for C.H. Robinson. C.H. Robinson's got a lot of deeper pockets than you do, but you still get some paper in the mail. And, right. you know, you're still going to come to the party. If... Uh, You know, with ELDs, that that just solves that problem. You know, you're not telling stories, and you're you're not exposing yourself. Because if you're involved in a wreck, they're going to put some articling law student down in front of a computer, and they're going to watch highway cams for your truck to drive by. I mean, it's not that hard to find you. There's, uh, you know, look up at any intersection. There's a camera, and that's real-time information. Uh yeah. cell phone towers they are everywhere. We've all got our cell towers on. So do you think we're not going to subpoena cell phone records to see what tower pinged you, you know, throughout your day? Uh, it's not hard to connect the dots. And like I say, I retired undefeated, and I certainly was not the smartest guy that ever pinned a badge on his chest. And it's... You know, it's not that hard to catch you. And, boy, in a fatality, the stakes are high, and it's just not worth the aggravation. Yeah. Well, so, like what I was what saying, more, at, at the end of the day, when, when you're on an electronic log, you know, instead of 15 minutes, you're splitting down to the minute. I would say I actually picked up an hour of drive time over seven days just because you're splitting, you know, you're splitting hairs.
6: Yeah. I agree. Right. Um and put just think about putting that in the comment section. There, uh, when you when you go to post your truck on the, the when you go to post it for people to call you that you're available that you can put in the comment section. Have not started my ELD yet <laughs> for the day. You know how I many brokers is gonna see that, like, oh that's the truck I want. He hasn't started his clock yet. He's got a full clock. He Boy, can sure, make fresh hours.
1: And and, 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 yeah, and not only you, you have to tell you have to tell your people too 'cause I I, I, I have this conversation with brokers like I had one uh today. Um, you know, they're worried about what time are you gonna be able to go go pick up this load? Are you gonna be on time? Can you head on over there? If no, I can't head on over there. If I head on over there my clock starts ticking. We are in a position where not only when you're dealing with a direct shipper, but we have to educate our customer. And our customers is whoever cuts us our check. So if we're dealing with a broker, then the broker is our customer. We have to also educate our customer who happens to be a broker that should know better. But And this has been a conversation, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes. But a lot of if, – if you notice, when you're talking with a lot of these brokers, a lot of these guys out of college, I mean, you know, still got milk on their breath. So, you know, they don't really necessarily know all the ins and outs and everything. So you you got to gotta kind of help get them up to speed and educate them as well. And uh, and like I said, that's part of the way that you have to weave that into your negotiating tactic while you're talking on the phone with them as you're dealing with the load. Uh, don't get caught up in the, you know, some people, I, I know we had this conversation too about, Getting you know really getting excited and, and saying okay well I gotta hurry up and get a rate to them I gotta hurry up and move. You don't have to you don't take your time and enjoy the dance. Take a slow dance. If the, if it, if someone else books the load before you get down to the nitty gritty of actually getting the numbers that you want, then so be it. It'll be another one coming right right behind it. You know don't don't look at it as you lost out on something. Take the load that you probably get probably be a lot better load anyway. Um yeah. Another another added benefit, you know, I've been talking about Nastic, man. I, I tell you, they they, they need to uh, give us some sponsorship or something. <laughs> but uh, a, a good a good feature for for Nastic, if you're not a member of Nastic, we always talk about the fuel discount, so on and so forth. And uh, but every quarter, Nastic will send you out a report of your CSA they will. They they, will, they have a safety management performance evaluation report that they'll send you out of your CSA scores in your safety measurement uh, system analysis. So by them sending this out to you, you're a member of them. Like I said, when Dale was talking about having something electronic, I, I was just thinking as I'm looking, sitting here looking at mine, because I know I was going to have Dale on, and this happened to come in the mail this week, I'm like, man, this would be a great thing to uh, scan up and put on my website every quarter or something like that. Um, type it, have it right there in the open if it's, if it's you know, lead with your best foot forward. So this is a, it's another tool that you can put inside of your, we talked about having a credibility package. This is another tool, another item that you can drop inside of your credibility package to say, hey, you know, I actually have my CSA score, uh, uh, an evaluation report right here for your review if you like. You know, just another another little thing that you can use to help deepen the conversation and deepen the relationship. So, you know, that's another little tool that Nasdaq has that to offer you. You know, that that's another little perk of being a Nasty member.
6: Absolutely. Yeah, and we um, really
1: and, sell and, ourselves. And, 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 and I'm sorry, um, just real quickly, guys. If anybody has any questions, go ahead and press number one, and we'll get we'll get right to you. We don't have anyone in queue right now, but we got a few callers on the line. But if you got any questions for Dale or or for myself or for Chad real quickly, just go ahead and hit number one and we'll get to you. All right.
6: Go ahead, Dan. Well, Anybody and
1: else? I thought we we got a couple of callers that's calling in, but yeah, go ahead and I don't want to interrupt your talk.
0: You know, it's uh, like I like I said in, in the opening, we we really do a horrible job at marketing uh compliance. And it is right. it is a commodity. And, uh, you know, as these lawsuits come up and, you know, every time I do a presentation for industry, I don't look real hard to find a horror story. And, uh, you know, I've already found the poster child for next year's CMC. Uh, You know, a driver in Elko, Nevada has got a new roommate for four years because he had shit to do and uh, killed a tow truck operator and three people. Wow.
6: Oh, wow.
1: And and I mean, and, and not, not only that, you got the guy, but the, you know, the Walmart driver. I mean, that's all over the news
0: right now. Oh, sure. And, yeah. and do you think Walmart and is enjoying that publicity?
6: Sure. Exactly. You know, not him, a chance. They put, they put him in jail. Uh, the, he had to put up a $50,000 bond. I mean, well, I thought that was like, like, man, that they, it wasn't no, uh, uh, you know, we need to do an investigation, then put you in jail. He went straight to jail over that. Well,
0: sure, and you know what? You kill somebody, or and and you injure, or you injure somebody
6: really famous,
0: and uh, yeah, you move to the front of the line. Uh, Oh, you know. (laughs) Have we? uh, You know, we wonder. You know, why does Congress pick on us? Well, I can answer that question for you. Uh, Senator Harry Reid, his uh, wife and daughter, were in a traffic jam in D.C. And uh, again, I'm going to make the air quotes as uh, one of our professional drivers rear-ended their car and broke his daughter's neck. So, yeah, gosh, I wonder why they don't like us. Because you don't think that wasn't a topic of conversation at the lunch counter if in, in the uh, hallowed halls. It's, uh, you know, we just, we just provide way too much cannon fodder for the other side.
1: We yes. do, we do. Well, we I got, get, got a couple of calls. Can I, I w- you guys, uh, 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 let. Someone might have a question for you. So hold on for a second. Let's see, okay, let's see right. who is calling. We got we got someone calling in from the seven zero four. Call Caller, what's your name? What are
2: you calling about? Uh, hi Rico, this is Jim Bauman That just joined your group about a week ago. Hi,
1: Jim. I'm glad to have you on board. How can help.
2: I'll get to some of the stuff about the freight later since Dale's on. I wanted to ask, right now we drive for Roadrunner, and they're using a program called Big Road. It's kind of, you can use your iPhone to do, a, it's not an ELD, but it's electric. You know, uh, you can just say, I left and I stopped. You know, you can manipulate it, though. And I don't like yeah. it. You know, I'd rather have one connected to the ECM because the scales know you can manipulate Big Road. So, you know, they, it's and they'll want you to have a printer in your truck, so I don't like that either. So I was going to ask you, I know that's the way the industry is going, and I'd rather stay in front of it. If I was to get my own ELD device that's engine connected, are there how do you how do I know which is a good one that the scales tend to like? And and and, and is there like a way I can uh, judge the cost versus the benefit of all the different ones that are out there? Uh, what do you, what, uh, what ones do you like? You know, great
0: question. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to. Uh uh you know come up with for the individual owner operator um you know people net offers uh elds that's the system i'm using in uh, in my truck uh qualcomm's got it um you know it's it just turns into uh i guess excuse me a consumer question you know shop around and see what they've got for uh for an individual i know that um Oh gosh, is it Rand McNally or a Garmin? Yeah, I'll, you know one yeah, of the, uh, has, has, one of the uh, GPS. Yes, yes. You know, and that's uh, that's a little a little harder to manipulate because it is kind of time time stamping. But uh, when the uh, when the mandate comes out, and it is going to come out, um, they are going to have to be you know hooked to the engine so that the ECM is connected to the ELD. Um, You know, right now, I just know of, you know, Qualcomm and and PeopleNet that are doing it, but, you know, I'm sure there is others out there, and it's, uh, you know, it'd just be a matter of shopping around.
2: How much, you mind me asking how much yours cost per year or per month, or how does the payment work? Is it a monthly or yearly fee plus hardware? You know that's
0: that's a darn good question, and I don't pay for it because it's uh, you know the fleet supplies the uh, you know the Qualcomm. So, well, maybe yeah, the, I'm not idea, sure what they're paying.
1: We well, Jim, yeah, maybe we might be able to get answer to that question next week because
2: actually I guess next week is going to be sub slow traffic. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. That that sounds good. It, well the advantage to those too is that it would do your fuel it would do a lot of things for you in terms of your road. It would know all your state miles and you know, there'd be a lot of you know, it would do your trip report for you. I have to turn in a trip report with miles and all that. So that'd be a free uh, automatic it should be able to generate that stuff, you know, without any hassle or extra fee really, I would say.
0: Sure, you know, there's it's uh it's not the the horrible thing that it's been made out to. Um, you know, we don't like big brother and, and I think it's more of an emotional hatred than, uh, you know, a, a factual hatred to this thing. Unless of course you're lying your face off in your logbook and then, yeah, you're not going to like ELDs.
2: No, no, I agree. I know that I, I try to be safe, but I know I used to drive 800 miles a day and log it so-called, you know, it looked good on the logbook, you know, averaging 70 miles an hour, but, it's not. I don't do that anymore. And I know. I just know it's human nature. If you are pressured to do a load, it's human nature to do that. Where the ELD you just can't. So, so it's. I think it's a good thing. Well, and you know what? I equate that to.
0: Uh, um, I was in charge of our training section for five years, and when I uh, when I used to give uh, the uh, the initial address to our recruits, um, the first lie is the t- the toughest one of your career after that they get real easy so you know if you are going to sell your soul for a shipper or a receiver you know keep in mind when when things go south they're not going to remember anything about that load having to be there, there was all kinds of time on that load. they had no idea why you got that in your head that it just had to be there they had tons of product they were in no big hurry for that load so Yeah, gosh, Your Honour, I'm not sure why this driver felt the urge to uh, drive the speeds he did and and exceed the hours that he did. And and again, I'll tell you a little story. A national uh, tanker carrier had one of their drivers wanted to go home. So he's at about 11 and a half hours of driving. And I think he was about, oh, another half an hour away from home. And again, where do you draw that line in the sand? Is it 15 minutes? Is it 20 minutes? Is it half an hour? Is it an hour? Is it two hours? You know, the line has to be somewhere. So the FNCSA has drawn it at 11 hours. This guy pulled the transponder out of his windshield and threw it under the seat. And he was sitting at a toll booth paying cash for his toll so there was no paper trail. And a drunk woman ran into him and killed herself. Well ran into him at the yep a totally survivable accident had you been legal because he was at 11 and a half hours of driving you've done all the work for the other side they got sued the carrier got sued you know he got sued it was an ugly ugly deal and all the plaintiff's lawyer did was stand up and say you know what if you weren't there my client wouldn't have run into you Wouldn't have killed herself. The fact that she was DWI had nothing to do with it. You were there. You shouldn't have been there. We
2: wouldn't have had that accident. How do you argue that? Right. You can't. (laughs) May I say uh, one more thing? Absolutely. I just wanted to thank you, Dave. I I love this podcast, so certainly thank Rico and Chad and everybody. But since you're on today, I just wanted to say, if you were ever – we go from Charlotte to Seattle. And I I before volunteered for an inspection and, and thinking I did a great job. You know, I'm, I'm going to get a clean one. And he found two brake hoses that weren't rubbing through, but they were touching each other. And I never even would have looked for that. If you were ever – you could market your – I would pay you – I'd pay $100, you know, for somebody like you that knows – that could show me really the ins and outs, you know, I can't make Kevin show you. this. usually, I'm going to try to make it next year, but, and I know you're doing that, but if you were ever, you know, I think, I think you can make a lot of money posting, Hey, I'm going to be a certain location and I'll do these, you know, for a certain fee, I would certainly do that. And, and by all means, if you're ever in near Seattle on Friday, when I'm always there, I, like I say, I'd pay a hundred dollars just to know that, you know, that I've, you know, even now, like I've got a question. We've got a spring ride trailer where the spring is slightly wearing into the shackle. It's not worn through, but what what constitutes, you know, normal wear and tear versus something they'll write up? So there's a lot of those fine issues like that, you know, that I would like to know. Oh, oh sure, and and
0: and I and
2: I appreciate that.
0: And I'm not very good at marketing because I do this for free. And uh, yeah, I'm just here to help. But tell you what, look me up on Facebook. I'm on Facebook or or LinkedIn and uh send me a picture on that and maybe we can get together and i'm more than happy and i i throw that out to everybody you know if you've ever got a question you know you don't have to look that far to find me and yeah if we could ever meet up i'm not about putting on my coveralls and i'll take whatever time it takes to uh go through an inspection with you and uh show you how not to get stopped
2: no yeah i do yeah, I got, and i would
0: feel right i got I got, right.
1: A, I got i got a quick one deal Uh maybe for everybody that's on the line, I know that at the CMC, uh, Landstar gives out the, uh, the CVFA handbook, and it has a lot of great information with pictures and everything in those handbooks. How can someone go about uh, getting a hold of that handbook? I think that might help a lot of people as well.
0: Sure. Great, great question, Rico, and great comment. Um, yeah, if you go to your local uh, trucking association at the state level, uh, they usually have them uh, available for sale. They're right around $40, $50. Bucks. Or uh, you can order them directly from CVSA. Uh, you just go on the uh, internet to Org, and uh, you're looking for the out-of-service criteria. And that's, you know, know your enemy. That's if, if you want to refer to us as the enemy, there's their handbook. Everything that's in that book is what they're, what they're looking for. And that gives you what constitutes a violation and uh, what doesn't. Uh, When I was training officers, if you're going to put somebody out of service or if you're going to write something down on the form, you know, even after hundreds of inspections, I went back, pulled my book out, and I looked it up just so I knew in my little heart of hearts, yes, that is a violation. And, you know, it's, it's never going to be an issue down the road. So yeah, it's a it's a great resource. Available online, cvsa dot org or uh state trucking associations usually have them for sale right at uh, at their office.
1: Cool. All right. Well uh Jim, does it, you had anything else? I think we might have lost, yeah. All right, we got
0: one more minute, or well, I guess we we'll get rid of and, uh, it. and if I can just interject there, Jim or uh, Rico. Yeah, Jim, look me up on Facebook, uh, Dale Howard, or uh, LinkedIn, uh, same thing, Dale Howard. And uh, yeah, if you're running, heading over to Seattle and our paths cross, and uh, I throw that out to anybody, I'm I'm more than happy to help you out. I run Interstate 15, is traditionally my lane, but uh, occasionally dispatch gets lost and sends me somewhere else.
1: All right, well, we got a couple more calls we'll get through and uh, get ready to wrap this thing up here. Caller from the 706, caller, what's your name, and how can we help?
5: Hi, Rico, this is Olivia. How are you tonight?
1: I am well, Olivia. How are you?
5: Oh, pretty good. Um, I tuned in a little late, so I didn't hear who your guest was. I thought we were having the attorney on this week. Can you tell me that again? Do we have a topic for this evening?
2: Actually,
1: we're talking about CSA. We got uh, Mr. Dale Howard, a member of the Less Truck team, on um, with us tonight. Uh, we're talking about how we can try to incorporate having a good CSA score into our negotiations to justify higher rates. And uh, so Dale was just going over and giving us some, some good points and good tips on uh, you know how we need to market our CSA scores and things like that. And that's basically it in a nutshell. You got anything from? He's uh, still on the line.
5: Okay, gotcha. I actually, well, two questions. You were talking about the um, ELDs, and I was wondering, uh, just really quickly, what do you do if by accident you have put yourself, let's say, on the drive line, and for whatever reason you're not going to leave at that particular time? With most of these systems that are hooked to your ECM, uh, is there any way to correct that? Because I understand the whole point of these is so that you cannot edit it.
0: Yeah, great question. And uh, yes, they can be edited. However, uh, there is a permanent record um, at the carrier's uh, uh, location at the system. So if your carrier, yeah, you made a mistake and you went from uh, sleeper berth, you wanted to go to off-duty and you actually hit driving. So you quickly, you know, Realize your mistake and, and go back up to sleeper berth, but or up to off-duty. But, yeah, you've got one or two minutes of driving when, when in fact, the truck didn't move. If you get a hold of your safety department, and uh, they can go in and edit that, and they'll make a note uh, in the system about- as to why they changed that. And, uh, but that stays there in the system you know, for uh, purposes of an audit.
5: Gotcha. Okay. Um, And my other question was kind of off topic, but I just had a question for you. I wanted to throw this out here uh, because I've had this happen to me recently. Um, It's not necessarily about the CSA. What do you do or or what would you do in the case of you've taken a load from a broker? It's a broker that you enjoy his business. He pays you well. um, But the one load in 10 He gives you a problem, there's a problem such as detention or or something, and he gives you a problem about paying that. Um, For example, instead of two hours of detention, um, he he flat out, I I guess, changes the scenario in his mind and and turns that into something that you can't prove. Uh, Such as, let's say, you were there for two hours of detention, he turns it into, oh, it wasn't detention, your reefer wasn't at Temp. And
0: just throw something sort of random out there.
2: Well, what do you do with uh, that?
0: Rico, if I can touch on that one since I pull reefers, uh, is your reefer I, satellite tracked?
5: Well, I hear Rico laughing. No, um, it, it wasn't. But, uh, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of not. It, it's just more frustrating. And that was just an example Um it might not even be the reefer. it's just something that you can't prove they They pull this out of thin air just to not have to pay you that. What do you do with that? I mean, what do you do with that relationship with the
0: broker? That one's all yours, Rico.
1: okay <laughs> I think that uh you know you kind of have to start a you know. Based upon the relationship, you gotta, you gotta, gotta kind of have a talk, and you gotta have a conversation, and say, look, you know, let's have a come to Jesus moment, and uh, you know, let's. This is real. I, I like servicing you. Everything is fine up until we get to this point. This is an issue for me. If we continue to have these issues, if you value my service, you know, it's, it's a two-way street. You know, and it may come. It may. It may come to a point in time where you know, you you may have to call. You know, you may call your bluff, and you may have to, you know, fire him as a customer for a little while to get your point across. That's that's an extreme situation, but at the same time, we we still have to be willing to go ahead and pull that trigger and say, look, I'm not going to uh, continue to go for this treatment from you when you know I'm saying, you no. Know, your treatment of me shows me that you really don't value our relationship. You know what I'm saying? It kind of, it, it kind of goes back into that relationship deal. You know, if you value, if you value my relationship, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hang me out, you wouldn't stretch me out like this. Um, you know, I, 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 you know what kind of service I've delivered to you. I've always been there on the time to pick up your load, to do whatever, to go above and beyond. If I get hemmed up and, and held up on a load before I get loaded. I could have easily just reposted my reposted my truck and would have got another load and left. But I didn't right. do that. I, stuck there, I I hung in there with you. You know what I'm saying? Come on, give me the same amount of respect that you would expect. You know what I'm saying? And Sometimes right. you have to kind of you, you got to call people out. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to call them out. And and if that doesn't get you nowhere, then eventually you're just gonna have to fire them as a customer. All the way. You know you, you go. You have to be on probation. That's a tough right. pill to swallow. That's a tough uh, decision to make, but at the same time, you know, uh, man, I don't want to start preaching on this phone line tonight. But I, but, but you know, I believe in a, I believe in abundance. I don't believe in I don't believe in scarcity. So, therefore, I, I feel like I, I always feel like I'm always going to come out. I'm always going to come out of here because that's just in my spirit. But you know that that's. Uh, that's the way that I probably would handle that and, and that is the way that I have handled it when I've had that similar been placed in that similar situation. Chad's still on the line. Chad you got something you want to add on that?
5: Oh, I talked to hey, uh, Chad and I were talking earlier about this. I, I just kinda was, you know, trying to get some other views on it, but we had discussed it a little bit earlier. It's just that when you have a good relationship you hate to ruin that, you know?
1: Yeah, but but see the thing about it is you didn't do it, you know what I'm saying? You didn't ruin it. True, you know, true. it's it's kind of like it's kind of like having a spouse that's, that, that you know if, if you have a spouse that's a cheater or or, or 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 a drunk or drug addict or anything else you don't know, say you're trying to help you want to help them but hey at, at the end of the day you got a personal responsibility got got to step up
5: right sorry about that Chad. I didn't mean to cut you off I yeah I just tried to get a different perspective. You know, opinion on it. It's just a sticky situation because, like I said, you do you hate to ruin that
0: relationship. Even though, like you said, on the, them not. You know, you. on the flip side of that is you know you've got to be into behavior modification, and that's what I did for twenty three years when I was on the job. You know, I took bad behavior <laughs> and modified it into good behavior. So you've got ninety percent of good behavior. You just need to work on that ten percent of the bad behavior. And like Rico says, you know, there's. Capacity is tightening up, and, and we just don't have to tolerate bad behavior.
6: Right. Right.
1: And and, and, and I'm also, you know, uh, those people that know me a little bit, they know I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan. I post stuff from Dave Ramsey a lot. And, uh, you know, and Dave Ramsey, you know, his big mantra is service oriented, you know what I'm saying? Be, be a person of service. And one of the things that that word service um, sometimes comes from, Comes across as being submissive or something like that, but that's not necessarily the case. You're servicing your customer by allowing them to go out and experience someone else that's not going to do as good of a job. Because you know now you don't appreciate the service that I've given you, I've given you, so I, I'm going to continue to service you. But the service that I'm going to give you doesn't mean necessarily mean I'm going to let you walk all over me. The service that I'm going to give you is to allow you the opportunity to go out there. And try your luck with somebody else on, on you know, your, quote, unquote, high-quality break. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, thank so you, guys. I good.
5: guess that's maybe what I need to do is just, you know, uh, put my foot down here. Thank
4: yeah. you so
1: much. yeah yo, know, thank you. And, and that's, a t- that's a tough call to make. Appreciate the phone call, Olivia. Uh, got a couple more to jump on with us, gentlemen, so we'll try to knock those out real quick caller from the 303 what's
4: your name and how can we help hi my name is burn and i just wanted to speak to elds for a few minutes i've been uh, using the qualcomm system for four and a half years now and you know it's it's not the big bugaboo that everybody thinks it is uh there's a few things you have to do really you've got to uh, think about what you're going to do for the day before you put the trucking gear because you can't go back and uh, change that drive line. And looking at the uh, time summaries that you have—the eight-hour summary, the 11, 14, and 70-hour summaries—before you start up in the morning, so that you know what you have to work with is really essential. And then planning for your end of day so that you're not sitting there with 10 minutes left on your uh, drive line and there's not a place to park. And those things, if you do, if you do that, it works out really great. And if you use your GPS and the amount of time you've got left on your uh, clocks to uh, determine how fast you have to go to get somewhere, you can, uh, you can make your time sensitive freight work using ELDs. You know, and and that's a great point. And uh, it's a time management problem. And um, pretty much that's it guys. It's, you, you just have to use your head and think about think a little bit of it in advance. That's all it takes.
1: Exactly. Brian, we appreciate the phone call. And we got one more. Dale, caller from the 832 caller. What's your name and how
4: can we help? Yes, this is Rick. And uh just have a question for Dale about the ELD. Uh, sure. My carrier... My carrier says, uh, basically, if you're parked and you're off duty, all you have to do is just start driving, and it'll log you on duty, you know, when you get about two miles down the road. And uh, I was just wondering what Dale thinks about that, because uh, I know in the past, leaving a truck stop, I, I got stopped and dot you know, on the uh, on-ramp. And, uh, in that situation, I would, uh, I would still be logged off duty.
0: Great, uh, great question. And, uh, uh, like I say, last week was my first week. So being fairly, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, uh, I was kind of a shit disturber on the job. So I thought, well, I'm going to play this thing for all I can. And, uh, our safety guy, uh, said, uh, yeah, I've set yours so uh, you've got a five-mile radius. Once you're outside that five miles, it'll kick you on automatically. So I thought, hey, great, right. I can manipulate this thing, you know, by five miles. Well, it turns out the machine, oddly enough, is a lot smarter than I am. When uh, when I uh, left the truck stop, I just stayed off duty and waited until I got pinged and, sure enough, five miles down the road it uh, kicked me into the driving mode, but it also backed up my time five minutes. So I didn't gain anything. So yeah, you may as well just hit drive when you leave the parking lot. Right. So they've, yeah, they've they've taken that into account. So yeah, you are better off just hitting drive, you know, when you're, when you hit the intersection, or uh, you know, you hit the public street, public roadway, put yourself in the drive mode, and and then you're in compliance.
1: All right. Look like we, we lose like a call or? Or drop. Yeah, it looked like his call drop. Um And and with that said, um, I'm going to get to some closing statements real quickly, Dale. Um, I appreciate you taking some time to come on with us, but. It, just really want the thing I want to talk about real quickly in closing is that, like we said, it's not this is not something that's mandated as far as the ELDs, and you know everybody's entitled to their opinion on the ELDs, But my opinion is to kind of start getting acclimated to it now. Not saying that you can't continue to fight if you still got your qualms or, or whatever about ELDs, and you still want to fight. Uh, you know, fight a good fight or whatever and, and, and challenge challenge this thing in court or however you want to do it, you know, to each his arm. But right now, if it looks like, you know, this train is coming down the track and it looks like it is, you know, I would want to try to get acclimated to the system now ahead of time so that when it, if it does become a mandated law, then I shorten my learning curve. That's just my way of thinking about it, and you know I run. Someone called in uh, earlier was talking about big road, and that's what I run. And big road does have uh, you can manipulate it, but also uh, on big road there is because your phone is GPS tracked. There is a uh, record of your of your movements with timestamps all the way around that, that that cannot be changed. You you can change the logs. But there is a a trip feature on the uh, management side of Big Road that they can't see exactly what you've been doing and how you've been doing it on that uh, application. And I know that Big Road is also supposed to have some type of uh, plug-in if it does become mandated to plug into the EPM to make it compliant. So uh, that's a – to me, I I, I like the Big Road myself. Uh, It it, it helps eliminate – Uh, logging errors. I do have a printer in my truck. Uh, You know, you can buy a small printer, scanner at Walmart. I run my business. A lot of stuff when my wife is not available, a lot of stuff I have to do on the road anyway, so I need to be able to uh, scan, print, and fax. So I I need a scanner in my truck and a printer anyway from time to time to uh, conduct business. So it's just, and you can pick up a little small printer, you know, uh, with the scanner and everything, 29 bucks at Walmart fairly cheaply. But, you know, that, that's my closing statement as far as the CSA thing and, and how, you know, just to give us some different ideas of things that we can put into our toolbox when we're negotiating on rates and stuff like that to begin to, uh, you know, weave the CSA comments and stuff into our negotiating tactics to, to help us achieve the rates that we need to get. And with that said, Dale, I'll I'll open the floor up to you for closing comments.
0: Well, Rico, uh, first and foremost, thank you uh, so much for having me on, and thanks to everybody that tuned in, and uh, and uh, great, great questions. Um, I'll throw it out there again. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Dale Howard. Anybody's got any issues? uh, You know, I'm not real active on Facebook, but I'll I'll uh, shoot me a message. I'll do my best to. solve your problems for you um yeah just stay compliant you know don't be telling don't be telling stories in logbooks um ELD transition like it or hate it was a non-issue for me because i didn't tell stories uh probably going to come probably shouldn't be mandated should be choice but it's uh it's a tool and uh Hey, let's use it to our advantage. Market your scores, stay squeaky clean. And, uh, when you got Chuck on next week, Rico, put in a good word for me and get me employee of the month. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh,
1: Chad, you got anything you want to close out
6: with? I I just, uh, thanks for Dale for coming on the podcast and, uh, and, um, May, uh, are you? Uh, I'd like to see Dell be a part of the group, the from Mile Masters group. And if there's one comment that I would like to like for Dell to to comment on is uh, it's a little bit of compliance. Is the new what's it called? The uh, our safety, our physical for every every two years we have to do the safety physical. And the one question I want oh, to get in. Yes. Oh I want to see. I want to get your comment. If you don't care, join the group and uh, give, uh, put your the comment there so we can uh, see what you have to say about it when you get the time, Dale. If you don't mind, is uh, is the new? Because like it's changed now, where you have to there's you have to go by approved uh, person through in your state that's been approved to give you the physical. Is that going? What I'm what I'm looking for is this going to increase rates? Is it going to get rid of a lot of drivers? And uh, maybe you can put Abs- your comments in there.
0: Oh, sure. You know, and I'll just give my two cents right now. Absolutely. I okay. mean, look around the truck stops. <laughs> I mean, right. Look around at the uh, truck cool. stops, and, and we've all seen them. They're wearing the uniform that I've given up on life. They're cut off sweatpants, they're flip flops, they're a t shirt that's 14 sizes too small. I'm a big guy myself, but, you know, I can still pass a physical. The days of buying physicals are long gone, and. Uh, I would hazard a guess in the next two years, we're probably going to take a third of the drivers out of the workforce, wow. tightening a capacity third. up even further, and more money in our
6: pocket. Absolutely, a third—a third is huge—and uh, and that's take, when you take, when you take that many people away. Uh, that's that many more loads left Uh, and there's not a whole lot of young people that's going to fill those positions there's not people that's getting out of high school saying let's go be a trucker you know and uh, uh, that's going to be it's going to leave the door open for a lot more freight and rates
0: to go up sure and it's not going to happen overnight and that's going to be the beauty of this and this is how you know it's not going to be a major crisis right now but you know over the next two years it is going to certainly take that many guys out of out of the workforce, there's no doubt in my mind. Rates got nowhere to go but up.
6: Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much, for Dale, for coming on the show and uh, and for the help you've given me in the past.
0: Hey, no worries. Anytime.
6: That's all I all have. All right. To- all right. Well, guys, uh, next week we
1: are going to have Mr. Chuck Snow on, who is the CEO of Traffic. Uh, so we're going to bring someone on that's the head of uh, – uh, nice-sized trucking company up at, uh, based out of Canada, but uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to get some information on Chuck, find out what his story is, and also have the availability to uh, pick someone's brain who is on a, a higher level, per se, than, than what I, I know, Ella, higher than what I'm on. So, you know, it gives us an opportunity to pick someone's brain that's doing big things and, and, maybe figure out some things that we can incorporate into our own uh operations if we have aspirations of trying to grow or do anything like that so if you got any you know uh ever want to ask someone that's uh the head of a, a major trucking company some questions or something like that i'd say start writing them down and get ready for next week because uh chuck is a great guy he's uh, very very approachable very uh, open with information and uh, he loves loves sharing and, and giving information out. So uh, look forward to having Chuck on the uh, Race and Lane podcast next week. And uh, in the words of Kevin Rutherford, everybody continue to do the hard work, be safe, be profitable, and master the journey. Good night, everyone.
0: Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Or listen to our other shows at
1: audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855 800 fuel That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the Ride Down the Audio Road.